Hey, hey, hey. What's up, y'all? Welcome back to Girl Chat Sports. It's another West Coast Wednesday, especially hella West Coast today with our uh, Mo, with Mo here. You know, she's still celebration mode for those Lakers. 17 championships, right, Mo? Hello? Hello, I don't know, Mo's, there she is, hey. (laughs) Hello? For me today. I can hear you, there we go. I just do it without the headphones. The headphones are being demonic right now. Oh no, you and your headphone stuff, boy. I know, it's always a fiasco technology, but it's all good. Yes, I'm representing the West Coast with my Lakers stuff. Yes. Hey, Dale, yes. what's up, fellow Laker fan? You know what it is. We hey, you guys. Yeah, if you're tuning in, make sure you share, start a watch party. Um, feel free to send the links. We are on Twitter Live, YouTube Live, as well as um, Facebook. Arlington, turn up. She's not on mute. It was her mic. <laughs> well, I was it's on okay. mute. Green was telling me I was on mute, but it was my mic on my headphones muting me. So oh, gotcha, 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 yes. gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Well, yes, yes. So um, Mo had a great birthday weekend. She got uh, a Lakers championship. She got a, a Raiders win over Kansas City Chiefs, and um, your Dodgers today have hit it out the park, literally. <laughs> Well, we knew that was going to happen because they caught up so late in the ninth last Well, we night. didn't know there was going to be 11 runs in the first inning, though. Well, I mean, anything's possible with these boys in blue. Our our bullpen is just so deep. Like, I keep telling people our roster is deep. And when those bats got hot last night, we came right. up close if in the uh, ninth inning by one run to catch up like that. That's incredible. I knew they were going to turn it on today. I just knew it. You just it's knew not going to be easy. Some people have Dodgers in six. I haven't really predicted. I could say six, you know, for the Dodgers, but we'll see. We will see. <sighs> I know for one thing, we're missing David Price. That's our guy. If we had David Price, this would be a wrap already, in my opinion. Is that right? That is absolutely right. He opted out due to COVID, so he's not playing. He's like our one of our ace pitchers, and he's a he's a super hitter. So if we had had him too, oh man. It would have been done. Problems. Problems. Yeah. But I am happy. I, and, and see, more of a gift. We know what the Dodgers can do. So I don't really need those kind of news. I need news against anything Astros related. What is Tampa Bay doing against these Rays? Because they were up 3-0. And they could have ended it tonight. I know the Astros had a one, a one run in. but I don't. It was know. tied up last time I saw. It was tied like in the fifth or sixth inning. Yeah, I need the Rays. Tampa Bay, I need you guys to pull it out. You guys are the lucky charm this year. For everything, <laughs> I need you guys to pull it out and defeat those Astros. For real, three zero in the series. Like this is a, this is a must win. They win this, it's over. The series is over. Astros can go home too. So come on, Tampa. Oh boy! Only time I cheer for Tampa Bay on some stuff. So I'm rallying with them. And so that that's man. You had a, a stressful game. I know we're going to talk about NFL and stuff. We'll get to the NFL for sure. Um, it's definitely <laughs> been stressful. I mean, this is how it is. My Seahawks, they cause me stress every weekend. That's just what it is. I've learned to deal with it and I'll get over it. You know what I mean? Like it, it's okay. It'll be, it'll be okay. But um, shout out to everybody that's chimed in. We see Goose, Dre. Um, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, Donnell's got the Braves too, huh? Yeah. Oh, Arlington. Well, he's a Braves. Braves. I already knew he was going to tap into oh, yeah. what I had to say about my Dodgers. Right. You know, it's about, I, and I don't make posts about who I'm battling right now, but Goose is my enemy right now, so I can't really talk to Goose. So, <laughs> and if we come better on the other side, then I'll talk to him. If we don't, then I'm in, I might be bruised a little bit for a while. It's okay. We'll get yeah. a handle. It's, it's, it's a hey, Listen, that's what it's going to be. And my Raiders, yeah, they were all time this weekend. Who would yeah, have so we'll, we'll definitely get to our NFL um, yeah. show, or NFL discussion as well as picks later on. But let's get our guest on so we can get yeah. this going. We're very um, excited to have uh, Miss Brittany Jackson here. Let's get her on. Hello. Hey. hey. hey <laughs> How are you guys? Good. How are you? Great. Thanks for joining us. So um, there's, there's a whole bunch of stuff we want to ask you about in regards to like professional basketball for women, women in sports, but definitely give us kind of like your history for those who don't know who you are, um, which I know there's already some that have hit me up like, hey, you've got Brittany on tonight. That's awesome. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, okay. So um, give us like a little rundown about you, where you're from, where you played and kind of how you got your start uh, and end in, in basketball. Yeah, I'm from Cleveland, Tennessee. Um, that's actually where I am currently. And I grew up here my whole life, played for the Lady Vols. And, um, you know, it was a dream come true. Grew up watching Pat and the Lady Vols. So I uh, played there four years, graduated in 2005, and went on to play professionally overseas and uh, in the WNBA. And now I'm currently retired. I have a basketball academy and a five-year-old little boy, so I stay really busy. But um, yeah, you know, basketball has been a huge sports in general has have been a huge part of my life. So um, yeah, I've enjoyed enjoyed the ride. I started playing basketball when I was four years old, so um, you know, it's always been a huge part of of my life. That's awesome. Well, let's just start with with Pat. I mean, what is it like to be under coached, or I mean, to be coached under? Pat as well, you know, all of her accolades, all that she's done prior to you being there with the Tennessee and after what kind of inspiration, what kind of role model, what kind of coach was she? You know, um, like I said, I, growing up here in Tennessee, it, as a little girl, you grow up watching Pat and, and um, it's just how you read books, you watch movies and it was like a dream come true. But yet when I finally was offered to play there, you're like, am I crazy like is this really what I want to do <laughs> but um it was an amazing experience I mean I went to four final fours and the next question is how many championships did you win and zero I was beating the finals three times but um you know it was it was tough and um you know I did an interview earlier with a former teammate of mine and we were talking about you don't really appreciate the things that Pat instills in you until you graduate after now, whenever you're, you know, in the business world or whether she's coaching, I'm doing what I'm doing. And, um, you know, it's just, it was tough. It was a very tough experience and I would do it over and over and over, but, um, it wasn't easy. And, and Pat, you know, if anybody that played for Pat Summit said they didn't think about leaving, they're lying. <laughs> you, you, do. you know, there's so many times that you just want to pack it up and go home, but, um, you stick it out. That's what she teaches you, you know, the discipline and the the mental toughness. And so um, I think that all of her players that have played for her would agree that, you know, just the mental toughness alone, like to deal with, if you can deal with four years of Pat Summit, you can deal with a lot of things. So, um, you know, it, but it, again, it was, it was amazing. I mean, four final fours, those experiences with my teammates in the locker room, like, you know, you can't, 
you can't take those. So um, it, it was it was a great experience. Wow. I mean, I just can't imagine. I mean, but you like you said it's people probably have thought about leaving, but then oh. again, you've also are going to four final fours, and then shortly after you left, they did win. What one year. or two more? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Candace takes it home to it's you know, but it's it's that's what you play for. I mean, you know, you wear a Lady Vols jersey because because of the tradition, and you know, if you don't make it to a final four, it's disappointment. And that's what we were talking about. You know, we it's like we're so disappointed to tell people that we didn't win a championship, but four final fours is pretty awesome. But you just, it's just what you're, you know, what you expect, what the fans expect. If, if you're wearing a lady balls Jersey, you're, you're supposed to be in that championship game and you're supposed to, you know, bring home titles. Right. So um, yeah, we, we've got to get, we got to get back there and we will, it'll take time. You know, it's, it's tough. These last several years for the lady ball family have been tough, you know, losing pad and, and having that transition and everything, it's been really tough. So hopefully we're building and we'll get back there. Yeah, no doubt. I can, I mean, I'm sure you will. It's, it's just, it's like one of those, when you think of women's basketball, you think Lady Vols, UConn. I mean, those are some of the dynamic um, te uh, teams and colleges that are out there. But uh, as far as that goes, what, what do you think about this now with this whole COVID thing? I, we'll get in into your auction later on how you had to kind of take that virtual due to the COVID. But as far as for now, like women's basketball for NCAA sports in general, I mean, how, how do you feel like this is all kind of transpired and became what it is now? And have you heard of anything going on? Um, I know some of the NCAA has, has to, as of today, has, has given next year of eligibility for most players um, in, the fall, in the winter sports. But um, is, is your guys' program on still for the winter, do you know? And do you know, um, I, it seems like it's kind of hit or miss right now. I know there's so much. That's what's been so crazy is just the uncertainty of everything. I mean, everybody doesn't matter whether in sports, just life in general. So it, that's what's been so crazy. But I, I think so. I think right now, as of everything I know, you know, we're on to to get started and and start practice. So, you know, that's that's exciting. That That's been positive. But through it all, I mean, I think it's just at the beginning of all this, we just went we're like, what in the world? You know, it's it's easy to just complain and be like, we can't go anywhere. We can't do anything. But then it's like, you know what, you got to get some positive out of it. And that, that's what I've actually done with this virtual auction that I've, that I started. I'm like, you know, you can't, I can't control it. I can't, you know, I can't have my events. I can't have my basketball camp. So what can I do to make a difference or make an impact? And, and that's what I've done with this virtual auction. And so um, the same thing, I mean, with, with football, I mean, it's good to see these kids getting to play and, you know, a lot of sports, sports is more than just competing. I mean, it keeps kids out of trouble. It, it gives them something to do. And so, um, even though some of them don't have fans or you can't watch, you know, can't go watch them, at least they're getting to play and we're getting some normality in all this. But um, I, I'm excited. I'm excited to see how the basketball season goes. I think nobody really knows, you know, nobody knows how it's going to go. Once you start competing, if one kid gets it, then the whole team's out. It, it's scary. It's a scary time right now because it's so uncertain. We don't know what's going to happen, but you just got to take it day by day and, um, you know, I think that's I really applaud the NBA and WNBA, the way that they handled the bubble, the wobble and everything and, and keeping them. I mean, nobody getting sick and, and the way that they handled it, I think, was really, really good. And, and it was exciting to watch. Yeah, it was. Yeah, The bubbles were great. Yeah. Well, Speaking about the WNBA bubble, I mean, and I don't know about you. I, and I don't know about Momo can chime in, too, is I know for me. 
it's one thing when you're on a team and have to work with a group of 12 women. I mean, being anywhere with 12 women, whether it be on vacation or secluded in a cabin or in the Webble, but you've got now, you know, eight teams or 12 teams, you know, of, of women all in one place. Could you, and we have heard a little bit of from Liz Cambage previous about how she doesn't think she would have been able to survive that kind of atmosphere. <laughs> what do you feel as far as the wobble? Have you heard anything from other, um, from other, you know, uh, athletes as far as how that, that atmosphere was either positive or negative for them? Or what would you think would be your experience in that kind of situation? You know, I think that it was a tough and difficult situation for anybody because you're not ex very unexpected. You're not, you know, all this just hit everybody at once and you don't know. But in the end, I think that it was, it has to be positive that you're at least you're with your teammates, you're getting to compete, you're getting to play. Um, so, you know, I heard nothing but positive from anybody and everybody that I've, that I've talked to in the, in the women's basketball world is just happy that you're getting to play and you're yeah. getting to compete and get to be around your team. And, uh, you know, out of your house. <laughs> so, um, you know, I think I think it was great. I think it was a great idea. They handled it well. The players, the organization, everybody, um, and, you know, as well as the NBA. I think it was really good idea and it um, they executed it well. Yeah. Well, and they also had time to, since they were there in their off time, as well as not playing, they had time to work on the social injustice issues and mm -hmm. to form ideas on what they can do to help change while they were there, just like the NBA had done. Um, one of the other things I want to talk about, too, is obviously um, during your time there at Tennessee, you had a time to play with uh, Kara Lawson as well as Candace Parker. These are two women that have done phenomenal things for not only women in sports, but also the sport of women's basketball. Um, Cara now is, or Kara is now going to be the head coach for Duke. And of course we see Candace still playing mm -hmm. <laughs> as well as her double wobble um, time. She was also commentating for the TNT analysis as well as playing in the w, uh, the WNBA bubble. So what do you, how do you feel things have changed for the WNBA as far as kind of like their bigger push into trying to be accepted by these, you know, these, these fans, fans of anything. Cause you know, it's been a struggle. I know for some of the people here in Las Vegas to kind of accept the WNBA um, kind of, what are your feelings on how the WNBA has kind of grown and what you think maybe could help them do even better? Yeah. You know, I've been very, very proud of the WNBA. I mean, I remember when I came out of college and I wasn't sure I was like, Hey, I think I'm done playing. I'm I've played basketball my whole life. I'm ready to just, and I remember that them talking about like not because there was two or three teams that folded that year. That was in 2006. And you just didn't have really promising future of the WBA. You thought, oh, Lord, all these teams are folding. What's going to happen? And they've sustained. They've said they've stood strong. They have built more teams. They've they've um, built a better fan base. Um, I really have been um, excited and proud of how the league has has built built from I mean from when I came out of college because it, I remember I mean I, I was like in five years I don't know if the WBA will even still be there because yeah. people don't realize that the majority of professional uh, women's basketball is overseas I mean that's where you make majority of their money the majority uh, you're there six or seven months you know the WBA is just three or four months so um, you know for it to 
to be able to give some players you not have to go overseas and they can spend time with their family and make enough money in the WNBA to, you know, support their family, I think has been really, really good for women's sports and exciting. And, you know, just women's sports in general, I think for young women and girls growing up today, it's so exciting because, yeah. I mean, you've got women boxing, you've got women doing everything men do. Right. And so um, you didn't have that when I was growing up. I mean, you know, it's gotten better and better. So it's exciting for the young generation and the young girls and kids that are growing up that they can do the same thing that, you know, their brothers are doing or their, you know, the men are doing. So it's exciting. Yeah, that's good. It really is. Well, and you did play overseas yourself. So, yeah. and I, maybe you can answer. I was kind of in my head thinking, when is the usual, like, you know, European or overseas league start? Because because of our season delaying and being kind of delayed a little bit, does, does that affect now? Well, also with the traveling, I don't think most of us can travel outside the country. Is that going to affect now the overseas playing for these women? And, you know, what other options do the women have if they're not going overseas? It is. I mean, it's huge because right after the WNBA season, I mean, I'm talking 90, 95 percent of the girls there. You go overseas because that's I mean, you don't make enough. You haven't ever really made enough in those three or four months to you've got to continue to play, you know. And so um, it is it's a tough time. And I think that's why when I heard I remember hearing that even before they had decided that the WNBA was going to get to play, they still were getting paid. And, you know, that's something that. Yeah. You don't have fans. I mean, the WNBA, you know, it's it's not like the NBA. So yeah. um, I, I just I really applaud them for that and, and not these girls able to, you know, stay at home and still be able to play. And because and, you can't travel right now over and, and majority of girls do. So, um, you know, it, it's just it's it's scary times. It's uncertain times. But yet, you know, you're still making the best out of it. And I'm excited to see the WNBA hanging in there and really supporting their girls and their players and, and being able to to keep them up. It's it's exciting. That's good. Yeah, and, you I, know, the dream, too, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. The dream. I played in Turkey and then came back and went to the dream. And then I also played for San Antonio. And then I was in Poland. Oh, okay. Now, how was it with the Dream? Because, you know, there was some controversy this year with the Dream's uh, co-owner and some of the women not in agreement of her um, affiliation and statements that she's made about uh, BLM movement and their their right to protest and those kind of things. What was your take on that um, from seeing that from that side and then your experience with working with the Dream? And did you witness anything that seemed a little like, hey, I can I can understand where these ladies are coming from? So when I was with the dream, it was the very first year. It was the very first year of the team. So I think everybody was, was, you know, everybody was new. So um, I remember I went to training camp. I had another girl that was at training camp um, that played with me. And, um, it, you know, it was a great experience because I, like I said, you know, I didn't have any, everybody, the coaches were new, the the staff was new, the GM and everybody. So um, it was their first year and they were they were just trying to to break the ice into Atlanta. And I, I knew that it was going to be a team. That, I mean, Atlanta is such a great area for the WNBA. So um, they've done a really great job there. But, you know, yeah, it um, it, it's I never experienced anything like that there. But um, I've, I've kept up with the dream. I've watched them. I've had several, you know, Shamiqua Holtzclaw, really close friend of mine. She played with them for a long time and, um, you know, never heard any anything bad out of the organization. So, um, you know, it was interesting to see all of that go down. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was. Cause it was kind of like some, I think, I think everybody was shocked in the world of it because it's women, you know, right. I think having a female co-owner, she would probably be in the Alliance of whatever women's rights and pay and everything yeah. else. That is that. 
including the diversity that happens on the team, you know? So, right. um, it just was very interesting. And I just knew I, I, and I get it being first year for you that you didn't, but did it come as a shock to you when that news broke or any of that? It did. It did. Yeah. It was definitely a shock. Like, I mean, and you know, I I've had several, we had a basketball um, that was in our program at, at Lady Ball. She was involved with the dream for several years. She's not there now, but um, you know, never, I've never, it was a shock for sure because, you know, I, I've never heard any negativity my, that has came my way about that program. So um, yeah, it, it was definitely a shock. Okay. Wow. Well, we're, we're talking with Brittany Jackson, who's here with us today on Girl Chat Sports. Thanks for joining us. We appreciate you again. Yeah, um, let's, let's get into a little bit about this auction that you've got going on. Yes. Obviously because of COVID, um, you know, some things have had to change around. Usually you have like your basketball academies and your camps, um, as well as your auction. Give us a little background on the auction, kind of how it started. And then we'll kind of get into that. Yeah. So I started my basketball academy. This year would have been my ninth year annual event. And when I started it nine years ago, I I've always had basketball camps. I've loved training kids. I wanted to have something here in my community. And I thought, Pat announced she was sick. So I was like, you know what? That just, it, that's perfect. So we did it for, for the Pat Summit Foundation and Alzheimer's. And so obviously as she progressed every year, um, I thought, you know, Lord, as much as she's done for me, anything that I can do to give back. So it's always been for Alzheimer's. And then it hit so close to home with my mother being diagnosed with the same exact thing. And um, I just lost her last August. Wow. So um, this would have been the ninth year and, you know, a very the most special because it's in honor of my mom. So, you know, it was tough at first to to swallow that I'm not going to be able to do it. But hey, we can't, you know, I only can control. I can't control that. But nobody, we, all this uncertainty and everything. So, um, yeah, we just decided how how can I still make a difference? What can I do? And um, th my auction company has been awesome. I mean, they they come up from Atlanta every year and they bring all kinds of cool items. We have a silent and live auction um, every year for the red carpet event. So this year, you know, but it's, it's been really neat because doing this this week, like we've done it, we started Saturday and we're going to close it on this coming Saturday. And I'm like, you know what? Like they're doing all the, this is so easy. Like we'll add this to the event next year. So something positive, you know, has came from, from all this, but um, it, it's just, yeah, we've got the link and the the flyer that we're, we've been spreading all week. And, and it's being able to get people involved that can't make like that wouldn't be able to make it to the event here in Tennessee. Right. So that's something that will definitely add to the to the events throughout the uh, these next coming years. But uh, there's cool. There's all kinds of items. I mean, there's. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like here. Here's the flyer now. We've got a little uh, little code yeah. you can scan if you want. If you are watching, you can scan that code. I got Kobe um, Bryant stuff. I mean, Michael Jackson. Um, I saw the Michael Jordan basketball. It's yeah, it, it's really cool. That ball is only going for two fifty. So I'm like, yeah. you know what I got confused about, Brittany, when I was looking at it today because you had some Lakers stuff on there too. Yeah. Um, it already says winner. So I thought that the auction was over, but that's who has the highest bid. The highest bid right now. Yeah. Okay, perfect. Yeah. 250 for the Michael Jordan. I know. No, there's like a Bora Bora trip that is like all inclusive, like travel, lodging. I mean, I, I saw some yeah. of this stuff and I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah. So no, yeah, it just shows the highest bid right now. And it will not close out till 2 p.m. Eastern on Saturday, this coming okay. Saturday. People, you've got time. And even the cooking lessons, the Rupert. That yeah. Was amazing. Like, oh, it's so cool. Like, like I know, yeah. Things on that auction. Yeah, there, it's for everybody. I mean, there's, there's, there's purses. There's, you know, for women. Yeah. There's trips. Yeah. There's sports. Yeah. Oh, 
thought all. Yes. You know, I'm a shocker. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have people like sending me messages like, "Don't post that till Friday." Like I'm like, guys, like <laughs> I got to post it with money. And the money thriller, uh, yeah, signed album are like two of the highest things you have going back and forth. And then you have jewelry on there too. That's actually kind of. Yeah. And way. national football, the college uh, national football package, like it's like yeah. travel and yeah, hotel. I saw and that. That's wow. the top one too. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's yeah I'm, I'm gonna start logging in about 10:30 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> towards the end, just so that cutoff comes, you can just get in there, and make a quick bid, and absolutely. Bora, that Bora. Bora. shopping days. I'm talking about this auction. This auction has some live, legit stuff. On yeah. It. Yeah. It did really well, and I was like, how is she? She get all of this crazy. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's that it's it's such a blessing. Like every year has gotten better and better, but it's because like as you do this and the contacts and the relationships that you make with people, like I mean, whether it be my former teammates or just friends or people that I have met, I mean, they donate things or like you know send. It's it's just it's really been awesome, and the auction gets better and better every year. But this virtual auction that we've done. It's something that I mean. It's people are like, how hard? I'm like, I, I just share it. I mean, they <laughs> the auction people do all the hard work, and so um, it's something that I definitely am going to add to my events coming up, like next year. I, I'm positive that we're going to be able to have an event next year. So, yeah, um, well, especially for those people that aren't near Tennessee or where yeah, they really have it. it, you know, those that can't make it, that's a great opportunity to still get in and bid yeah. on something such a, so amazing. Like these prizes, I mean, some of the auction items are just amazing. So yeah. that's are, great. They really wow. are and they're still at a good what I deem as a little bid. I think everybody has time to really outbid who's yeah there. Wow, that's cool. So yeah, the we've got the website up there. It's www.auctionpro.co for anyone that's listening on to the podcast uh, later on, you'll be able to check it out. We'll also put a link into the the post that we can share as well. So we'll make sure that hopefully well, maybe we won't share it because I know me and yeah. Mom want to get in there. And get yeah, I, I, almost, I shouldn't even low-key disclose the items on there. I <laughs> oh, she's got some great stuff on there and I will be tapping back in. Yeah, right. <laughs> but it's all for good cause. I want everybody to go back and forth, get the numbers high, you know, get it what it's worth. And, you know, it, it's amazing that, you know, for a virtual auction, you have silent, uh, silent with virtual. So it's perfect. It, it yeah. really yeah, no, you know, all the all the funds go to the scholarship for your, um, under yeah. your mother's name, correct? Now, where do you, now? How does that work for the people that for the scholarship fund? How do people apply for that, or do you guys pick somebody? Is it for Tennessee? Is it for anywhere? Yeah, so it is um, my high school that I went to. My mother played as well. Her jersey's retired. Mine's retired. My aunt, my whole family played at, at you know the high school here in Cleveland. And so they started this scholarship fund for her when she passed. And it is basically we give a thousand dollar scholarship to a Barrett, which is a girl that played for my high school team Aww. to go to school. And we just gave our very first one. And um, she's going to the University of Tennessee. To She's not going to play basketball, but she got these, the, the award and we gave it to her and just presented to her a couple of weeks ago. So um, every year they'll do that. And so that's what I'm just, you know. Obviously, my mom was everything to me, and um, I just have been trying to think of ways to be able. So this year, the event obviously was going to, you know, be for in honor of her. So this is just something small that I'm trying to do to to help out with her scholarship fund, and um, we'll have other fun things that we're trying to think of to get in the works. But um, yeah, you know, it's just it's it's been a tough year, and and um, you know, miss her a lot. It was a year in August, but um, she means the world to me and my family. And so we are determined to, you know, 
one find help find a cure and make a difference in the I mean Alzheimer's is the worst is yes. it's awful it's awful you know I mean lost my coach and then lost my mom and I'd never before that ever been really affected by it and now it's like everybody you talk to is affected by it mm-hmm. yeah. so um it's crazy yeah it's yeah it's it's an awful disease so um yeah yeah it's it's all for a great cause and you know it's just trying to make a difference yeah. well I'm sure she's proud of you too having oh, done all this definitely. so for sure for sure for sure well before we let you go because we know that uh, we heard that you're a braves fan yeah you know you're going against Mm -hmm. most dodgers right now in the um i know and i'm not gonna battle about this with you at all (laughs) i want to know is how you became a braves fan and what do you think of the outcome of this series will be in their performances well, I'm going to tell you how I came to Bryce Hand, and it is the honest God truth. I never got into baseball ever. And I, I'm an hour and a half from Atlanta, hour and 45 minutes. Okay. And so I always was like, oh, baseball. Oh, I can't watch baseball. And when I went to my, I finally went to a Braves game and I'm like, oh my gosh, I love this. Like, it's fun. So that's how I became a Braves fan. Okay. I, mean, I just, I, I never really got into baseball until I went to a Braves game. And it's so close. You know, I mean, I obviously used to live in Atlanta and, um, uh, you know, it was exciting, but yeah, you got got to pull for the Braves. Um, sorry, Mo. <laughs> I know it's it's all good, but don't be mad at me when we beat you guys. No, I won't hold it against you. <laughs> and the crazy thing is, we hosted you, uh, hosted your team the last two games, and um, it was a home game for us, and we lost both of those. And now right. we're on the base side of it, and we won today. No telling what's going to happen with a game four tomorrow. But we will definitely see how this plays out. And I have to give you guys props. You guys are not the slouch of a team by far. You definitely yeah. deserve to be in the position you're in. And and we just have to battle and duke it on out. Yeah. You know? That's what it is. Hey, what it is. Just, yeah. Game by game. You never know what'll happen. Red, red against blue. Red yeah. against blue. You know? <laughs> red against blue. Hey, I'm with you though on the Lakers. Go Lakers. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, you're, you're good. You're good. Then. <laughs> not only the Lakers hat, this Laker hat has the eight and the 24. I love it. I love yeah. it. On both sides. Yeah. So this is my Kobe Lakers. We did it kind of thing. But yeah, yeah. I mean, your Hawks aren't bad. Yeah. <laughs> Go Hawks. But are you a Memphis Grizzlies fan or are you just diehard Lakers all the way? No, I'm, I'm not. A, I'm not really. You know, I'm not like I don't really have like favorite teams, teams like okay. that. Right. But no, I mean, you know, I'm, no, I'm not a Grizzly fan. I wouldn't say I'm a Grizzly fan. OK. Now, what player in the NBA do you admire most out of all of this, of, of what you see? Mm, good question. Um, you know, I mean, my idol growing up was always it was Michael Jordan. I mean, you okay. know, watch the Bulls. I mean, it was him and Dennis Rodman. That, that those were my favorite players growing up. But, um, you know, I really, I really like LeBron. I mean, I, I loved watching Kobe play. I love LeBron. I, I just like watching the game. I really don't. People always ask, who's your favorite player? Who's your favorite team? Right. I just like watching good basketball. I, I really don't have favorites like that. Um, I was just pulling for the Lakers because, you know, it, it's been a tough year losing Kobe. Mm-hmm. And I just think it, it, what better than the Lakers to win a championship, you know, and they yeah. deserve it. They deserve it. And, um, you know, but yeah, let's yes, like watching sports. Yeah. <laughs> now, when it goes to the WNBA aspect, which player have you been following the most and who you give good props to right now with the season? You know, I, I'm going to give props to Sue Bird. I, I was just talking about this. Thank like, you. I, I was mean, a freshman. She spoke to me of the WNBA to a certain degree. Like, she is that one. 
she's first off, wait a second. She's still playing right at a high level. Like she beat my butt in the first <laughs> final four when I was a freshman. Oh my gosh. I mean, her, Diana Taurasi, I mean, it just, you know, and she's still playing and she's still right. playing at a high level. And, mm -hmm. and, you know, it's just, that's give her props. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. They did she that. Is the truth. She definitely is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, we really appreciate you joining us today. We're going to yeah. share your link again. Again, it was Brittany Jackson joining us here. Um, we'll definitely, me and Mo are going to be doing some secret shopping come Saturday late morning. <laughs> I, like I said, I tapped into today and I saw that and I was like, <gasps> <laughs> So the, the live auction, uh, the virtual auction is going until Saturday the 17th, 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific time for all of us West Coasters out here. Make sure you tap in and see what's going on. Brittany, thank you so much. We appreciate you. Wish you all the best in regards thank to your you auction. And hopefully so we'll check in with you again later on too. Yeah, Brittany, thank you so much. Thank you. I'll let you guys know when I come to Vegas. Yes, please do. <laughs> please do. Please do. All right. Thank you. Yeah. Bye. Have a good Great one. Night. You too. How awesome. She's cool. I know. I love it. <laughs> yeah, cool. That was perfect. I can't believe oh. that virtual stuff. Was like, Man, listen, all that stuff was just great. Like, it just was really, really dope. And, and it's open season for anyone that wants to, you know, get in, you know, get in where they fit in on that because that's some great memorabilia. A lot of prices memorabilia. I saw some of that stuff and was like, no way. When I saw the the Bora Bora trip, listen. Yeah, like so that's what I'm saying. Like, get out this place. <sighs> Things like that. Like, it's just, it's incredible. It really is. But I mean, you know, just playing at a professional level, period. Um, playing under Pat Summit. I mean, playing with Cam. I mean, just all amazing that people. That is legendary. I mean, it really is. Those are just all legendary experiences that she's had. I mean. Yeah. Playing against that. Sue Bird. I mean, and Sue Bird is yeah. still in this. That's what's yeah. crazy. She is. That's oh why I feel like show status for sure. Yeah. Another champion. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we appreciate all you guys for joining in. We're still going strong. We've got some other sports to cover um, for us going on. Just to tap in a little bit into our Vegas sports. So we all know that our Vegas Golden Knights um, are, you know, NHL is done with. However, there was some big news in the trading and um, we are keeping Flurry. He's no longer on the trade block. So we will have two phenomenal goalies come next season. How do you feel about this, Mo? I feel good about it. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. Like, we've, we've talked. We were talking about an aging Flurry. Talked about it with Brian Feldman. Prone to injuries, that kind of thing. We also discussed how the goalies down the situation are a lot bigger. They're more on a huskier side of strength. And they darn near barely fit in the goalpost. So why not have that type of defense on your team? Yeah. And that's what Robin Leonard can bring. So I, I have no problems with it. I think Fleury understands his position, knows his role, willing to play for the Knights. I think the guy just wants to play. But now yeah. I feel like some of that pressure is off of him to, uh, if you will, or a torch passing, if you will, to um, be behind Leonard. And also yeah. be that mentor to Leonard. You never know yeah. what – Leonard can be with all of this. So I, I'm I'm all about it. I think it's great. I am well, sad that we lose a Nate Schmidt though. Um, you know, but it, it's the rules of business. We want to win the game. We want to win a Stanley Cup. Yeah. And so I'm at the point with hockey at this point, especially our VGK, that whatever position and business moves and strategies we have to do to get the Stanley Cup, 
I'm all for it because we're just so close. It can never take a bite. So yeah, yeah, whatever. Needs well, to and I remember, and I, I don't remember where I read it, but someone had said that people here in Vegas were getting very emotional about the trades and the moves that are happening with the Vegas Golden Knights. But they don't. But but they made a good point is that Vegas fell in love with the team. They yeah. didn't fall in love with hockey. Like right. they fell in love with this misfit team that came and joined together to help us get to a Stanley playoffs our very first year, but they didn't fall in love with hockey until after that. So now that we're seeing pieces starting to fall and be added, it's kind of like, oh, it's a business. Welcome They're, to professional because sports. We, we were introduced to them more on a personal level than we yeah. were game level. So when you got to get familiarized with each of these players, you started to know them for personally because you're following them on all their social medias. And I think that was more in our face than actually the games itself to a certain degree. Um, but now that that has switched to your point, you're going to see a fair, decent amount of people that are going to understand. Yeah. A higher but we did sign a major defender. So Alex, I don't even want to say his last name because, you know, most hockey last names are hard for me, but <laughs> Pietrangelo. Yeah, something like that. I yeah. can't, I'm not even going to attempt it. I don't yeah. want to do it. We'll just call him Alex we'll call P. Him Alex P. Or Alex P. AP. Yeah, AP. AP got signed. And shout out to John Weeks because, you know, I had to hit Weeksy up like, okay, because, you know, me and you were still kind of fairly new hockey fans. I'm like, okay, Weeks, what's what's the what's the what's the backstory on this guy so this guy is amazing he's basically like one of the all-time defenders every season is that for the um defensive player of the year kind of thing every year i mean this guy is a great piece and he's going to be a great asset for our team at, at the defense wise so we're really really excited to have him um yeah but nate schmidt did get traded to the vancouver connects i was a little surprised it was only like a third round 2022 pick like I guess that's all they had for us, huh? Like, well, we don't know what the capabilities of that third pick will be. I mean, hey, it may be someone that hey descended upon us that is gonna be the truth. Yeah, you know. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, if AP is a defender, it's like, oh, see, Donnell saying he's a yeah, stud. He yeah, does. hey. Well, yeah, he played with the with um, St. Louis when they won the Blues when they won the championship. So, I mean, right. he's got the experience. He's a great defender. He's a big body. So, it, it can only and that's do where well. It's for going. Him. Sadly, that's just where it's going. We need Braun with our, you know, offense, and we need, I mean, Braun with our defense as well as offensively. So, right. hey, I'm with it. I'm all about it. Yeah, and um, from what it sounds like, uh, they had originally um, projected the season for NHL to start January 1st, but I think right. today the owner for the Vegas Golden Knights said that he thinks it's going to be more like February, February. 1st. So yeah. it's going to be crazy that we're going to be having hockey so late, which is going to push everything. There's going to be another summer of of there's going to be another summer of sports next year. We're going to have like a late spring and also a fall of sports that I think we we should all get ready for because it's been crazy that i mean we went so far along without any sports we had so much given to us on each day and then we may have some similar outcomes again next year so it's going to be interesting <laughs> i mean i don't know the predictability of if, if anything's even going to start you know what i mean like i don't know what's but they had bubbles if nothing else they'll have the bubble don't again know if it's going to be pushed back even more we don't know what's going to happen so february tentatively I'll roll with that, but time will tell. We don't know. We don't know. I, I can't speak on it until I really know. Yeah. 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 I don't know. Yeah. So. Oh. oh boy. Um. What? Can you? Can we talk a little bit about how Quinn Cook got left at the arena? <laughs> what? Where was Quinn Cook at? Quinn, where were you doing? This is what happened. 
this is what happened. Everybody was in there popping champagne, smoking cigars, like, you know, a hundred percent, hugging the trophy, all of that good fly stuff going on their IG lives until one person said, "Everybody posse out, let's go." And I have a sneaking suspicion Quinn Book was like, "Hold up, y'all, I gotta go to the restroom," and they didn't hear him when he went. And so by the time he came out, they were already on the bus ship. And that's what I think. Because I mean, the, like, just the one. Hold, that up, was... guys. Hold up, guys. <laughs> they didn't hear him. They were all on a high, and they just kind of got all on the bus and didn't take count. You know, figured everybody was here because everybody heard the roll out, and they all rolled out in the horde except Quinn Cook. He's like, oh, hold on. He's that guy that's like last minute, like, oh, I got to go to the restroom. Right. You had time. I was like the person who, like, oh, I got to get gas first. Yeah, like, there's one first. person yeah, yeah. that has to stop and do something. Oh, I got to stop real quick, and then I'll come pick you up. Or I'll be over there. <laughs> but then it shows up in J.R. Smith's IG live feed, and he's like, "Yo, y'all left me." And then right, <laughs> hop on in, y'all left me. Come back and get me. <laughs> hey, I mean, if there's anything, hey, that just makes your 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 championship even more memorable. I mean, that was I the mean, time. Cook. I mean, it's a given. <laughs> I mean, we know we they weren't going to leave LeBron. Didn't so. Play the series at all, so it's kind of like, were you there? Like, I didn't even know you. And they probably felt the same way too. They didn't know he was there either. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They just did not know. <laughs> but congratulations to your Lakers. Yes. Um, although yes. here's the deal, I did want to see a better. I, I did want to see LeBron a bit, a, a little bit better um, outcome, or at least a little better effort from. My, I was expecting a little more from him, but they hit Game Five and left it all right there. Like they were exhausted; they had nothing left. Come Game Six, I mean, by halftime, we all knew. Game Six, now this was all a setup at the end of the day because yeah. the way the Lakers are playing in Game Five, there was no way that we were just. It was a lot of rookie mistakes, a lot of whatever. I think it was a push for the Game Six conspiracy. I'm going to say it. Because we would not beat the brakes off of you like that game. It didn't make it interesting to watch. I'm glad they yeah. gave us an exciting game five. And I think that yeah. was what the president was set for because of advertisers, everything else, and ratings and all that need a boost. They didn't want us to smoke them. So it's okay. We'll take it. Because I had predicted before Lakers and six, and that's exactly what they did. So, Mostradamus. What's that? Mostradamus. Yeah, yeah. Like, Quanstradamus, shout out to him. Shout out to Jose Vellante. Shout out to all my Lakers. Let's pick it. Shout out to everybody that's on the Laker Nation train. You know, this is long deserving, long overdue. We had two years where we were just crappy. To come from two years to now, oh my God, that says a whole lot. Now, yeah. what the future of the team is going to be, that still yet remains. Uh, who's leaving? Who's staying? What trades are going to happen? Is AD going to be committed to stay with us? I mean, all of these things. LeBron has two years left on his contract. What's that look like? Um, Frank Vogel as a coach, is he going to continue on or are they going to pull him away? You know, because rumors of Teron Lewis is looking really nice over there in Houston. So yeah, who that. knows what, you know, everything going on and especially the, our, our roommates, those Clippers, you know, what's going to happen with them? I mean, is the team going to dis dis dissipate? What's the West look like? Right now, they've got the Lakers already at the sports books to win next year. Wow. I think they have. But I mean, there's there could be some major moves that head over, that head over to like Portland. There could be people going to Portland, people going to Denver. Yeah, you don't have know. Draft. You know, we have the draft, so we still have to do that. So you just don't know what's going to happen. You know, and, and the sports book will always fluctuate and change. But is Giannis staying in Milwaukee? Like, I feel like Giannis is going to leave. But yeah. is he going to go to the Heat? Or is he going to go to Golden State? 
And then you got a Brooklyn team coming out with KD and Kawhi. Uh, we uh, haven't even seen yet. Yeah. That's yeah. Right. So it's it's gonna be interesting. It's well, gonna be really interesting. But in the meantime, this. my Lakers is for the whole year. We are Laker, <laughs> we're we're Laker champions until the new season starts. Better yet, we're not we're Laker champions until we see what the next championship looks like and who wins that. Asterisk or not? No asterisk. Are you kidding me right now? Okay. We play with the same level of Hey, just because the venue changes doesn't mean the game changes. Right. Right. You know, yeah, there was no spectators. They had a little virtual bubble and they could see people, but it wasn't the same. And I feel like more teams were locked in without fans. So that was even, it could have been looked at as a gift or a curse or a hindrance. I mean, you had teams really locked in because there was no ambient noise to distract them. There was no heckling. There was no this, no booze, no jeers, no nothing. So... I feel like that was a level up than playing like we normally play. We don't know yeah. what that would have looked like. The bubble, to me, the bubble made it more difficult to win a championship, if you want to be honest. You have fifth seed and, and seventh seed teams coming out left field. Like, where the heck? Coming out the gate. And that's yeah. what happened when we have that publicly like that. So I think it was a, a leg up, honestly. I enjoyed it. I like the bubble. I enjoyed I it, it too. I have to give props to the NBA for doing such an amazing job of keeping those players safe and having those protocols and those rules. And the yeah. NBA bubble and the wobble, it worked. It worked for our women and it worked for our guys. Yeah, yeah. I like going on with lemon pepper yeah. and different stuff and people leaving and that kind of thing. But still, I believe he trademarked that name. Well, that's Shannon that's going to have to do that because he's the one that came up with it. I, that's from what I heard. But I don't know. I think this was the. I think this was a. I think this was a, a harder thing to do. Well, and speaking of keeping everybody healthy, because college football has already been taking some major hits, and of course, it's in the two LSU. areas that we already know: Florida and Texas. The LSU. LSU, yeah, LSU Florida game was postponed due to eighteen scholarship athletes and three walk-ons who yep. have all tested positive. Yep. Baylor has also. Uh, I think they postponed the again. They had 28 players and 14 staff test positive. Listen, and then Nick Saban, hello. And Nick Saban got it. Football, Alabama, he just tested today positive for COVID. Like, listen, this thing is not going away. And it's not just about looks, because Christian Ronaldo also tested positive. So (laughs) it don't matter if you're ugly or cute anyway. The COVID is going to find you. But for the Alabama team to have the head coach who was push, push, push for football to start, how ironic is that? Carmen. Because he wasn't going to let no college season get turn a football get get postponed or delayed. He was all about it, and now he's diagnosed with it. And now very he's interesting. Yeah, Steve Sarkeesian gets to take up the reins for this weekend's game. It looks yeah. like. See what it does. <sighs> I'm still, you know, I still consider him husky, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> hey, and I, well, uh, hey, and our HBCUs are all on that little break, but you know, yeah. HBCUs have announced that they will try to do some type of rendition of virtual homecomings and that kind of thing. So, shout out to that. Well, and shout out to all the HBCUs. We're all checking on you because I know, like, my girl Carmel, and I'm sure anyone else out there who goes to homecoming every year, and this is the one year where there is no homecoming. No, so. no, no. check on your friends because they could be going through some things not being able to go. Kick it down at oh, their at their schools. That's a big party. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But we'll be able to hopefully party next year. There you go. Look at time. So it is a. I don't think it's much of a coincidence. I mean, it's it's Texas and Florida. What do you expect? This is the South. 
the South had been opened up for one on the COVID scale. They were kind of not giving a care about that. Right. So it was bound to happen. Like, you didn't see this coming. Like, I'm not surprised. Right. Um, It was expected. And Floridians have been Floridians. They do what they want to do. So this is what the outcome of what doing what you want to do looks like. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It should be interesting. We'll, we'll see how it goes. I keep, not that I'm forgetting that college football is on Saturday because my school hasn't started yet. I just kind of like, oh, yeah, that's right. There's there's football this weekend. There's yeah, football yeah. this weekend. Ah. And a different type of Clemson this year, too. Yes, there is a definitely a different type of Clemson. Yeah. Here's the deal. We've been so used to like Alabama Clemson teams where they're leaving, they're getting like 12 players all going to the league one year and then they have to, they just auto refill their team. Well, sometimes that team doesn't auto fill as well. And yeah. I think we're seeing that. We are definitely seeing it. Yeah. Yeah. So let's get into a little bit of NFL because both of our teams won this weekend. Yay. Give it up to the Raiders. Yo, they give surprised up, everybody. Give it up to the Raiders. And give it up to Derek Carr, who had just a darn near – if it wasn't for one pick, he'd have nearly a perfect game. I mean, I, I still constitute it as a perfect game. And everybody out there that poo-pooed about Henry Ruggs III being our draft pick, that 72-yard pass, yeah. He caught he, a touchdown. He caught that. He mm -hmm. caught that. So Josh Jacobs ran it in for two. I mean, yeah, so, you know, we, we got a squad and then our defense stepped up the level of defense that I saw on the field. I mean, it just worked in both ways. Usually with Raider games, you're looking at it like, okay, this is going to be an offensively win one game or it's going to be a defensively win. one does not complement the other this day. It complimented each other. I mean, it just was minute after minute. I mean, we scored three touchdowns in the second quarter. The Are you guys going to die this week? Yeah. Okay, um, so are, yeah, I just don't see the game. Yeah, we do have a bye because I think after that is Tampa Bay. Okay, we have a bye too. But here's my question for you and the Raiders because we saw them beat the Saints at home, beat the Chiefs in Kansas City, but then have a couple losses along, along the way. So which Raiders team is going to keep going forward? We don't know. We and on any given Sunday or Thursday, we don't or Monday, we just don't know what Raiders or Tuesday games. these days. We got Tuesday games. Tuesday games, yeah. Well, we got two Monday night. Well, the Thursday night football game is no longer tomorrow. It's been moved to Monday. Yeah. Just so you know, there's no Thursday night football. That game has been moved to Monday. There are two Monday night football games. So there's no I Thursday feel cheated. I feel you I feel cheated. cheated. Girl, I don't want it Tuesday. I want it Thursday. Better figure out your Thursday night now. Because there's no football. <sighs> Just Dang. so everyone knows. Um, but here, we don't we don't know what Raiders were going to get. We know that Derek Carr is serious about proving himself, and he actually did so on Sunday. Um, there's no doubt in my mind that Derek Carr is the all-time truth. But again, because of injury and those kind of things, the things reactivate for him. Could be pains that he just suffers, whatever. Knock on wood, I don't want that. But uh, you just don't know what kind of car you're going to get. But I can tell you this. The O-line is ready. I still want Hunter Renfro to get catches. I need Derek to focus on Hunter when you're not looking at rugs and you're not looking at Darren Wall. You need to look at Hunter Renfro, too, because he's got those hands and he's amazing, amazing pocket catches. And he runs. And he can run. So, so let's, let's, let, let's see what Renfro can do. Please, please. I want everybody to see the magic of Renfro. Because we already know what Ruggs can do. We already know what Darren Waller can do. We definitely know what Josh Jacobs can do, who gave yards to anybody that had him on his fantasy team today or that day. We know what all of that can look like. We just need to see different surprise players pop up. 
like we had on the first TV play um, on Sunday okay. with the with the one kid. I can't remember his name, but yeah, they look good. They look like a Raiders team I hadn't seen in a long time. They almost reminded me of our 2016 Raiders. It looked decent. With I was. We think they shocked many of us. They shocked a lot of people. They shocked me and you. We picked the Chiefs anyway. I mean, shout out yeah. to my weekly pickums at work. We all selected the Chiefs. And I think some of us with our Raider fans uh, that are in the building there, you know, we all want to place a, a win with our heart. But we all felt like if we told them they would lose, they prove us wrong and win. So we'll take the L on that. There and that's go. just how we feel. Because if we had picked them to win, they probably would have lost. That's just probably how would have. Huh? That's yeah. how our karma works. <laughs> but well, man, we had an intense game on Sunday night. I mean, yeah. listen, we went through our picks. I picked Minnesota yeah. to win, and hey, they almost had it. They almost so did, but count. you can't count Russell out. You and if no it. one understands, it should be Sunday's night's game that makes you realize, okay, you're right. I can't count right. If you haven't learned yet, because there's been numerous seasons and numerous games that have come down to the last play in the fourth quarter where he's won it for us. Yeah. Now you should know. This man, well, not just him because Chris Carson had the touchdown too, but there was three touchdowns in the third quarter under a minute and 53 seconds. Yeah. Three touchdowns. Okay. The last scoring drive was under two minutes. They were on fourth down at the goal, not even the goal line. They were fourth down and I don't know, I think it was like five or something. I scored a DK Metcalf. Now, Metcalf is amazing. Now, you can tell there's a great bond between him and Russ that goes off field. DK Metcalf surprised Russell Wilson during his podcast today and surprised him with the Madden 99 award because he oh, got, nice. yeah, it was nice. So he came in, barged in. They were actually interviewing Ken Griffey Jr. on the podcast, which was oh, pretty nice. cool. So, yeah. yeah, pretty cool, pretty cool stuff. So yeah. it, it's just, a, it, it's, it, it, it's a heart attack every Sunday for me. And you know, I made a post about because, you know, Mahomes was just about to lose. And I'm like, oh, we need to talk about the MVP race. I was getting a little backlash because I might have posted that too soon. And we were playing like crap. Halftime, you guys know me. At halftime, if we're not doing well, I changed my, like, I changed my outfit. So I went for my jersey, put on my tank top back on, and we were good. Took that win home. Now, um, our defense, we let Cook run through us this yeah, guy know, could not be stopped. definitely a no-show like I and the really thing is that we've never had that big of an issue with a run defense before um i think because we're lacking so much in the backfield that a lot of our linebackers are kind of falling back a little bit but it was just too I mean, he ran they didn't have to pass i don't even i only think Thielen had maybe a few touches and somebody else because dalvin cook ran that ball every time until yeah. he got injured yeah. and then his substitute came in and ran through it too our defense was bad. So all that I can say is that this week six bye is heaven sent because hopefully when we return for week seven, we've got Jamal Adams coming back. He is going to be crucial. He needs for to, you guys are sitting on five and zero oh right now. Yeah, so, we are. And this is the first time in, in our franchise history. Right. In the, in, in the first five weeks of the season. Like that, that's, man, that speaks high volume. So I'm wondering after your bye, what, who do you guys play after your bye? Uh, we've got oh, my mom checked in. Yeah, I saw her. Hi. Um, we have. Why do I know this? Now I gotta Anybody look. Anybody on the live that knows can look it up real quick. Just let us know. 
I because I'm very curious Arizona. what that looks like with your added piece of Jamal Adams coming back on his return or how that gels. Oh, we go to Arizona. That's what it is. Oh, the Cardinals. Oh, y'all should yeah. have that. Y'all played in Arizona. You know, we go against Kyle Murray and he could run through us on. I mean, we we have to have Jamal Adams back for we that do. because, we, yeah, DeAndre Hopkins, um, Kyle Murray's going to be tossing it like crazy. So we've got to definitely get that back. Um, yeah, Arizona, right? That's an away Yeah, game. we go to Arizona. I'm kind of wondering if they allow fans there yet because. Road trip. Be careful. I won't. But hey, my girl Claudia lives there. That's usually our. I'm in Arizona every year for this game, and this is the one year I haven't been able to go. So. You'll be able to go next year, maybe. I know. I know. I know. Just I know. never know. Um, but what also was great about the game is that Russell Wilson showed up to the game. His pregame outfit was his Super jersey, and when he won, he felt he was like, man, I felt like I was Super. Like it just it was awesome to have, you know, the camaraderie between Seattle players as well as the recognition from, you know, one of the MVP. Wilson, this is the gentleman's gentleman. He is like the mayor. He is going to be that guy. It goes without discussion that this guy would not give accolades and homage to women in sports. This is Russell Wilson we're talking about. We're, we're talking about the same Russell Wilson who dedicated his clothing line called Good Man Brand. He is a good man. So yeah, I, I'm totally not surprised by his actions and his support of the city and the players that are on different um, different types of uh, teams and sports and stuff. Yeah. Right. Russell's that guy. And and to your point of them, they'll count Russell Wilson out. It's a reason we say in Russ we trust because he always comes through he comes through i mean you really That's can't true. help but you really can't help but love the guy unless you're playing oh, again no, yeah i mean I mean, you're a supreme hater and i'd have to wear my mask around you for that type of hate like you're a supreme <laughs> hater if you're not you know come on yeah. man you gotta recognize so. You really yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. And that's yeah, just yeah. all it is. You have to recognize greatness, like the Lakers. You have to recognize greatness. Yeah. You know what that feels like. Oh, it looks like there's no fans for Cardinals. That's what uh, okay, you no just hit me with. So, yeah, that's too yeah. bad. Um, so, let's go on to our next subject in NFL. Dak Prescott and the Cowboys. Prayers to Dak. That was so gut-wrenching. I am just truly devastated that that happened to him. And mind you, I'm no Cowboys fan whatsoever. But As we, we never want to harm the players or ill or anything like that. And Dak personally has been through it with the passing of his mom, the sudden passing of his brother. brother. And then this, it's just, it's, it's just a, a kind of one of those storms that he's in right now, sadly. And I want to see what it looks like the rise out of that, like the Phoenix rising from the ashes. I yeah. think he comes back, he's going to be stronger mentally and physically than ever. I think we're going to see a, a, a he is the truth. I, I want to see a, a a Dak Prescott that just we comes back and tears it up. I mean, he yeah, deserves it. it. So the only thing now that we have to think about is, you know, he did address, how, you know, mental health and how mm -hmm. depression and stuff sets in. It's going to be a real challenge when you get in, put in a place that you're going to need a huge support system to help get you through this. Especially when you can't be on the fields. You can't be practicing even. you got to heal. Right and get better and take care of yourself first and foremost. But Absolutely. we all wish him the best. Um, like you said, we're, we're cow I'm a cowboy hater. I've always has been. And if I would never wish that yeah, on right. somebody. We don't want it's that. just, it's sad. And now we get to see Andy Dalton. And if the Andy Dalton, he pulled it through for him. Yeah. You know, 
The I Giants mean, had them. The Giants had the Cowboys. They, they had did. their they number. They had their number. I honestly have picked the Cowboys to win that day on my pickums, and uh, they came through for me on that, and they needed to because now you're looking at this is for Dak going forward. Now let's look at his poor franchise tag and everything else that is now no more and what the future holds with him and what Jerry's going to do. Like, Jerry, give him his money, man. Just give him the bet. I yeah, mean, but we know Jerry. Jerry don't really care. Jerry's a businessman. I, like, I, I told you guys so. I told you so. That's why That's why this. That's why. You can't really blame it on that, though. It's just one of those things that happen. And like I said, he could, he, he could come back even even stronger, more formidable. Just, just... Well, I hope he can get his money, but you know, I I think this is a weird suspicion that like someone's gonna like if the if the Cowboys continue to do bare the minimum and do really crappy, I feel like they're gonna they might target somebody else in, in the draft. I they mean. may, they may, but I, I hope you know it doesn't come to that. But you never know. Like again, it's it's big business, and yeah, also the Bears. I, hey, I picked the Bears to win. I picked them to win. Yeah. No one, no one saw that coming, but they own that thing. They were doing it. Nick Foles. I mean, he looked good. He looked pretty good. I mean, he looked good, and, and Tom did not look that good. And I got lucky with that pick because Tom was so always the upset of teams, except the previous Thursday night game. But you just never know. Yeah. And let's talk about those Saints and Chargers because this kid Justin Herbert, man. I don't know what else he can do, but he is phenomenal as a rookie. He is the – I picked the Chargers to win that Sunday game. I oh. picked them to win it. And, I mean, they really could have had that game. They totally could have. And you know, to your point, Justin Herbert is a beast. He well, the kicker had the go-ahead field goal, and he missed it at the end. But here's my issue. Sorry. Look, look, Justin Herbert is amazing. He's a true. Um, the way that he – sees the field, how he handles pressure, the way he moves. I mean, he is a, he plays like a veteran in the yeah. league and he's a rookie. You know, know. it's just he's amazing gonna, how well be, he does. And it's just unfortunate he's getting stuck behind a team that can't seem to keep it together. But my other issue is this, when we're watching the games, and the announcer, you know, there's a kick coming up. It's a big field goal that needs to be made. And the announcer's like, oh, yeah, well, blah, blah, blah. Hasn't missed a kick since da-da-da-da-da. Or blah, blah, blah. Missed this one. I feel like every time the announcer comes on before someone's kicking a field goal, should just shut up. Because I feel like you jinx them one way or the other. Either they're going to make it or they're, like, they're going to miss it because you're you're saying, oh, they're four for five. They haven't missed the 50-yarder since 2002. And then, boop, he misses it. Well, they always give little factoids before every kick. I know, but I, I, it makes me so cringe every time I hear that. Give, you know what I mean? But it's always some kind of factoid. They're not going to stop that. I just it be just cringing. Happens. Like, it's like, oh, I can feel it happening. I know. Yeah, something. you put that out through the atmosphere, but they always give little factoids before these kickers approach. Like, they say, they uh, the Bears game, they said uh, one of the kickers have never made a kick this, this far in yards, and he made it. So, you know, it's just. It's unfortunate. The Chargers do look nice, though. I, I, yeah. I don't. They're going to win one. It's just sad that the, all their get losses have been from, from like a three point, four point. And, I, mean, and, just, and and I don't see them. I'm, I'm I'm sorry to say this. I just don't see them producing this season. You know, the AFC West. They're probably going to stay at the bottom, um, which is fine for me being a Raiders fan. <laughs> you know, we'll take it. But uh, yeah, they got to do something though to keep Herbert. That's for sure. So I think next season definitely I can see them being promising, but this season it just it's not falling for them. When is it? When is the tide going to turn for them to get a win? I mean, at least they're not the Falcons. 
Falcons. Let's talk about the Jets. Can we talk about the Jets drama? Listen. So Le'Veon Bell, he's a free agent. They released Where's him. Go? People are talking about the Chiefs. My thing is, how did the Chiefs have money for him? Yeah, well, th that's another thing. Like, who's going to give him that money? The, the people were talking Detroit. I don't know where the man could go, honestly. I really don't. And then I heard some people say Tampa Bay, and I'm like, I don't think he's going to do that. I don't know. I don't know. Was the holdout worth it? Like, Well, the coach didn't see his value, and that was what started the catalyst of it. He just never agreed with him coming on for that amount of money, and that was a, it was a huge contract, let's, let's be clear. Yeah. Um, the coach never, you know, was on agreements with that, and so he just never felt, you know, like – like but you feel like it was somewhat of a karma piece too. Like he was he was tweeting and talking so much crap to Jamal Adams for leaving. And right. next thing you know, you're on the chopping block and getting gone. You know, at least Jamal had a team he went to. He has an ace team. They're five and oh. <laughs> I mean, if you want to come over and join the and join the squad. No. I don't think you wanted uh, him to do that. I don't think you want that try to juju. We don't need all that. We don't. Now, I will say this. I wouldn't mind Dan Quinn coming back to Seattle as our defensive coordinator. Now, he left us to go take the job in Atlanta. We had just won the Super Bowl. He's a great defense uh, defensive coordinator. I love him, and I'm really getting tired of our current D.C. because we need some changes on defense, and right now it hasn't happened. So, Dan, if you want to come back, they even asked Pete about it. He was like, well, you know, I'm here for him if you know, he wants to talk or whatever, but there's been no decisions, no time, no this, no that. So it's and interesting. Boy Melvin Gordon got hemmed up this weekend, too. What were you partying for? Did they, I mean. And that's the thing I'm talking about. This is why these COVID cases pop up with these players and in their teams because they're not bubbling or quarantining when they go home. So he's yeah. out gallivanting, drinking, whatever, gets pulled over, gets DUI. Very unfortunate, but you got to be responsible. That kind of you thing. You have to be responsible. But at the same time, we're in COVID right now. <laughs> where the heck are you going and turning up like that where you end up getting, like, seriously? Seriously. This like, is what was he did. just, he was just celebrating that his game got postponed. So he had some extra Maybe. time on his hands. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I can't. I, I, I don't know. Um, That's your boy. No. But can we talk about the Niners? I mean, Boy, we don't have to talk very long because they're not worth it. But I, I mean, you want to talk about it. I don't. I mean, that's I just want to laugh at it. I want to laugh at that everybody was, oh, when Jimmy G comes back, we're going to listen. Jimmy got benched. He and sure you guys are great. Okay. So you lost the Dolphins. I I, I, this is the thing. I always said this. And I don't know if I said it when we were in the studio. Shout out to Real Cross. But I always never saw it in Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't see yeah. it. I don't. His line I see. Everyone else I see. I don't see him because he's not a playmaker. He's listening to the. He's listening to uh, Kyle Shanahan. He doesn't. He's not. You know what I mean? He's just not. And they still have a bunch of injuries still too. But they had Kittle back, and Kittle is a one-man team. He can't he do it to all. To the, to the helmet to make his plays happen. He can't take plays on his own accord. He can't. He can't be decipher, and he can't. I don't know. I don't know. But one 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 feel good moment, one feel good moment from the weekend was Alex Smith we saw back on the field, which I don't think many of us thought would ever happen. Right, exactly. If you saw that E60 on him, the 17 surgeries he had on his leg, just the rehab, I mean 2 years of this man and his battle back, and he got back on the field on Sunday. So yeah, was, it's a good look. And I always liked Alex Smith as a quarterback. I always thought he was one of those elite quarterbacks. He um, 
definitely when he took injury in the past uh, with 49ers and Cap took his place and they advanced. Yeah. You know, I thought the 49ers were crazy to get rid of him. They should have never have done that. You know, and then when he went over to Arizona Cardinals, he was throwing down. I mean, he was the Alex Smith the that I used to see him, you know, changed it for him as a franchise. So it's good to see him out there. I, I He's a guy who can get the job done. And for the circumstances of what it is, you, you might need to keep him going. Yeah. Man. And the other thing, too, about this whole Denver-New England game being postponed an extra week or so, like, they had one COVID case and two that was last week, okay? So they've been one whole week without Cam going on. They were about to go on two. And next thing you know, their complete game gets postponed to a further week, not till Monday or Tuesday. I know. So my thing is, what kind of craft, what kind of craft magic is happening that gets your 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 team to be able to buy? They had to switch around schedules that affected eight different teams. It's Bob Kraft. Are you serious right now? One of the second most influential people in the NFL besides Jerry Jones. I'm just saying. You know they're gonna make power moves. It's New England too. You know. Come on, that's 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 average. That's rate. That's everybody that wants a New England game. They'll get. They're gonna make that happen no matter what. Terrible. It was. And with Cam having the COVID and seeing Cam come back, because they want to keep pushing it, because they want Cam to play. That's let's be real. That's what it is. So they need to have Cam play. So they got to make these moves. Yeah, you're right. All right. Well, we should get into our picks. Um, last week I won. Oh, it was three two. I think it's only because you had took in Washington, just because you were like, "Oh, I'll try this just to be different," you yeah. know. But um, it was good. I mean, there were some good. There was great games last weekend. Yeah, so. there were. Yeah, I'm excited about that. But That's this weekend, I just realized when I was looking at my sheet. Yeah, there is no Thursday night. I don't know what I'm gonna do tomorrow. I guess I got a free evening to. To do something. Girl, you figure it out. I've been watching Sneakerheads on Netflix. If you guys yeah. haven't checked out Sneakerheads, that is like the ultimate show right now. It is so comical, so I'm going to check it out. I actually or, saw it when I was perusing over the, yeah. Yeah, or you can catch the Dodgers game tomorrow against the Braves, depending on what time that is. That would be something worth watching to see my Dodgers win it the second game in a row because that's yeah. what's going to happen. I, I, well, I, that's the other thing, too, is that I feel like the playoffs right now is going on a lot earlier during the day than it usually has before. Like, I, I, I'm like, wait, there's a game on. It was like one o'clock. I'm like, I didn't know. I had no idea. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, That's this game tonight thing. was four o'clock. So I think tomorrow's game might be around those same, that same time yeah. too. So, okay. yeah, get off of work and then you got time to watch that. Right. Okay, so we've got um, Denver at New England, which got rescheduled. Yeah, that got so. rescheduled. Uh, I'll go with New England. Is Cam back? No, Cam's still out. If you look at, oh my God, I have Cam on my fantasy. It says COVID next to his name. It's so, so sad. I'm just going to go with New England just for, you know, giggles. What about you? I'm gonna, I mean, I, I would agree with you on New England, but I know we're playing opposite, so I'll go with Denver. Yeah. I don't know Bob Miller or anything like that. Are they playing in New England? Yes. Yeah, New England will probably win that game though. So okay, I'll put you over there. It's fine. We'll have dis- we'll have other ones. Uh, Houston at Tennessee. Yo, Tennessee is looking. They came. Congratulations, Houston, for getting their first win too. By the way, I meant to say that, that. too. That too. Finally got a mark on the board. Um, but I'm gonna roll with these Titans. You said Tennessee versus Houston, right? Yep. In yeah, Tennessee. I'm Titans. Come on, they- it's magic, maybe. What a- they had like or no, Tannehill, Tannehill. Sorry, Tannehill is looking good for yeah, them. Yeah, he is. 
looking and nice. And Derek Henry, can we talk about his arm on Josh Norman and just like all the memes of Josh uh, Norman now? Mm -hmm. Oh my God, it's so funny. <laughs> all right, um, my Browns at Pittsburgh. Uh, I'm going to have to go with, uh, these brownies are on fire. I mean, they're winning at home, they're winning away, but I don't think they're a match for Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's undefeated right now, so I'm going to roll with those Steelers. Sad to say, I'm sorry, because I do like the brownies. I don't, I don't really have a yeah. problem with them. I know they're uh, AFC. But I'm just going to go with the Browns because they're my... I'm just gonna roll with them. I feel like you know, if 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 anyone's gonna take them out, it's gonna be someone that's probably not expected. So we'll see. Baltimore yeah. at Philly. I think that's it. I'm gonna go with the Ravens on that. Washington at. <laughs> Here's the dumpster of the dumpster. Washington at New York. Giants. You know what? <laughs> Believe it or not, I'm taking the Giants. Okay. I'm, I'm gonna, gonna go with them. I'm gonna go with Washington on this. They came very close on that other game. They sure did. So I, I want to see these Giants. <clears throat> so I'm gonna roll with them. Um, Atlanta at Minnesota. Oh, Vikings all day. They yeah. almost beat you guys. They got a cap off on uh, Atlanta. Yeah, but Dalvin still could be injured too. But their backup was good. I and mean, hey, their secondary looked nice all day. So yeah. I'm rolling with um, Minnesota on that. Cincinnati at the Colts. Ah, uh, Colts on that. Uh, I don't even know why the Bengals still have an organization. I don't either. <laughs> Poor Joe. <laughs> Poor Joe. Poor Joe. Uh, Chicago at Carolina. You know what? I'm Carolina looked decent the last weekend. The too. Panthers have been surprisingly nice. Like they beat the Chargers that week, and I, and honestly, uh, we could, uh, we could go, and I. And they're at home. And they're at home. Yeah, I'm rolling the Panthers on it. All right, me too. Uh, Jets at Miami. Miami girl, Miami's. But can we talk about the Dolphins? How they've been upsetting some of these teams. <laughs> Two I mean, they they ago. they hit us pretty they good for a minute, but yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> Shout out to Mike Dixon. Whatever you did down there in Florida, it's working, honey. <laughs> They're trying to get ready for those sixty thousand fans they want to have in their yeah. stadium. <laughs> that's gonna get canceled real quick. Uh, Green Bay at Tampa Bay. Woo! That's the one. That is the one. Oh. Man, Aaron Rodgers against Tom Brady. Tom Brady. I'm rolling with those Green Bay Packers. Shout out to Courtney. Yeah. Shout okay. out to Sarah. I'm going to go opposite just, just because we need to get have it. I'm going to do Tampa Bay. Just okay, kind. shout I'll out to Guru. And do it for Natalie. Do it for Natalie and Guru, you know? Yeah, shout out to Guru. Um, the Rams at San Francisco. Rams at San Francisco. Oh, the Rams. I'm going to roll with the Rams. Yeah. I still hate their logo because I never. I just feel like it it's looks like Chargers. Like it's just this nonsense. What? Is what it is. You so. said the Rams, huh? I said the Rams. Yeah. Me too. Okay. Chiefs at Buffalo for Monday. We got two Monday night games, starting at two o'clock. And both of them took L's. Kansas both. City at Buffalo. This one's going to be a good one. Buffalo's got to make it up. It's in Buffalo. You said it's in Buffalo. I'm going to go with Kansas City. What you got? I, I I said the Bills, but I think they're gonna. I think the, I'm gonna pick the Bills. Let's just make it okay. exciting. I want to see the Bills because here's the thing: Pat Mahomes could go a twofer. They're flying away from Arrowhead. They're coming to New York. It's a totally different animal. We'll see. Both of them have something to prove from their L's. 
It's gonna be a, those points will probably be high in that game too. I probably oh, I'm the, sure take the over. Yeah, I didn't know what the uh, I didn't even was. write down the the over unders and the yeah. I'm curious about the over and under on that. If anybody knows in the audience, I'm very curious to see what that looks like. And then we got uh, Cardinals at Dallas. This could be interesting. It really could. Um, I mean, here's the deal. Andy Dalton wasn't doing bad. Now, if you get the Andy Dalton that was firing away for a while in Cincinnati, he's got an arm. He's got he's a great, great experience. He's got a CD lamb. I mean, you've got some good targets, but good is target. the offensive line going to do any? His, their offensive line is crap. I'm going to take the Cardinals on this. Are you? Yeah. Kyler Murray, they've been upsetting teams. I'm going to take the Cardinals too, but here's the deal. I have Kyler on my fantasy fantasy um, I, leagues, and he did not do as well last week as usual. He kind of got stopped. Not stopped, but stopped in the Kyler. This man gets like 80-some points for me every week, and last week he gave me six. I know. I have Kyler Murray too. I just never use him. I always go with Pat Mahomes, and <laughs> Pat Mahomes did not bring me in. Shout to Coach Chuck and the cheerleaders. Yeah, there's no cheerleaders here. Sorry. No, there's no cheerleaders. Yeah. And there never will be. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but yeah, so that's our pickums. I haven't, I kind of forget where we're at, but I know you won last time. We didn't do four. We didn't do week four. I know you won. We're probably like tied two and two right now. Yeah, just keep it rolling. We got 16 weeks of this. I'm keep it rolling. Keep it rolling. Shout out to my Pick'em's crew, the Let the Ball Bounce Money Get Money Ministries uh, Pick'em Week. And shout out to Minorities family on our Pick'em Weeks, you know. Right, right. Shout out right, to Chef yeah. Jesus, the winner of this past week of week five. I have to just shout him out. And I don't know if you guys have been noticing in the post I've been making in Girl Chat Sports. Um, we are syndicated over at 24-7 AM Radio Network. We are on Tuesdays as our replay, and then we do this Wednesday show. They have an Amazon Echo giveaway starting November 2nd through 9th. They'll give one Echo Series 3 or Generation 3 out each day. All you need to do is go to 24-7 AM Radio Network register and then you just gotta listen in for certain songs and you can have an extra echo around the house nice that's simple so shout out to uh 24 7 a.m radio network for that we appreciate them shout out to Brittany jackson for coming on again uh, make sure you check out her auction just don't choose a couple of the items that me and mo plan on buying please don't <laughs> or buy Bora for me if anyone's out there. My Go biggest on auction product CEO, bid I on the Bora board trip, and let's go on vacation. I, I, my message is please don't. Because <laughs> you're going to put me in the poorhouse out bidding you. That's just what's going to happen. <laughs> We can team up and go together, Mo. We can do Girl Chat Sports from Bora Bora. Hey, a free trip to Bora Bora. I'm with it. <laughs> I'm saying just please like, don't everybody like don't don't, don't, don't have pre-do. me on the corners with a sign like that's what's gonna take on these bids I'm just gonna be going crazy bidding <laughs> anyways uh you guys we've had a great show again thank yeah. you to Bernie Jackson make sure that you subscribe like share follow girl chat sports on all social media we are live on YouTube Twitter and Facebook every Wednesday about 7 p.m. Pacific yeah. time. 7-ish, <laughs> I apologize. No, you're good, you're good. Everybody's good. You know, I had to make sure I was ready for the uh, Thank you, Nate. show with my ensemble. That's your ensemble on. Yes. And, hey, it's bye week, so it's finally a relaxation week for me this weekend. As for you, I don't get to stress about my team, so 
I'm excited for that. Everybody have a great rest of your week. Have a wonderful weekend. And of course, we will check you again next Wednesday. <laughs> like All right, stand up. Bye. Bye, everyone.